and go. You know what I like about <laughs> <laughs> You know what I like about Christmas? The surprises. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know and what I, I liked about this movie? Yes, what? The surprises. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, okay. Okay. Welcome well, back. welcome back to We Watch Things. Today's another very special episode. We have our second guest on the podcast, Hiko. Hiko. Hi. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you for um, coming on. Um, if you want to go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself and the listeners at home and where they can find you on social media if you want to be found on social media. Yeah. Oh, sure. Right at the top. Uh, I'm a copywriter, uh, travel writer, pop culture pundit. Um, you can reach me at, at The First Echo. That's, I think, my Twitter and Instagram and yeah. website. Um, and I'm a horror movie junkie, pop culture junkie, um, yeah, and Perfect. I'm yes. working, Perfect on my, working on my horror novel, so. <gasps> oh, yeah. There's a shameless plug. There you go. Well, <laughs> I mean, I have read The Slasher Girl. Slasher Movie Girl. Slasher Movie Girl. I've read a little bit about it, and I love it. I'm okay. the first draft mm-hmm. that I read. Thank you. So, I'm excited to see when the whole thing is completed. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're right, Hiko is like a pop culture vault. You can go in yeah. any time. <laughs> Especially with movie dates. Like, you can throw a movie at him, and he knows exactly what the year, year the out. year came out. It's kind of scary. <laughs> he beats IMBD more often than not. Yeah. I've been nicknamed HMDB once or twice. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, yeah, so Hiko had suggested that we watch um, Go, mm-hmm. um, which I'll let you introduce the movie, but I, we definitely wanted to know what your thoughts yeah, were. Yeah, I want to know what your story is with this movie, when you saw it, why you love it so much. Yes. Um, so I saw it when it was in theaters. I went to actually a free screening when I was like nearing the end of my freshman year at BU um, so many years ago. And I'm like, <laughs> I feel like I'm the elderly person right here today <laughs> since I am quite some ages on you. Uh, I saw it when I was a freshman in college, and I, was, I remember being fascinated by it, um, especially the score and just it presenting L.A. in this totally different, gritty light that I had never seen before in a movie. And it was just a really cool dynamic uh, narrative of like three different stories coming together um, with all these different characters uh, set during Christmas, so it's like a nice alternative Christmas movie. Um, that you could watch mm-hmm. with your loved ones during the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I just loved it. There was a like, great, like, witty dialogue uh, that I keep quoting over and over. And it kind of introduced me to, like, the movie soundtrack and um, this electronic artist named BT who did the score. Okay. And then, like, one year after this movie came out, he came out with his third, his third album called Movement and Still Life. And it became, like, this like the album of the year for me. Like it defined my summer when I was like in college. Um, and it was just great. It was just all these memorable characters. And I felt like I was like, it was like this dangerous, exciting world that I was like, very intrigued by and wanted to almost be a part of it. And um, <laughs> and lo and behold, that same summer, it was my first time visiting LA. So I was oh, wow. Of, it was like the first time I ever tra- traveled out west. And so I was like, oh, I kind of, do I want to go to a rave like they do in the movie? And oh, I was kind of I was kind of like fascinated by that whole rave culture mm-hmm. um, growing up in the late 90s. Yeah. And that's when it kind of blossomed and exploded. We were like transitioning from like, you know, these like Woodstocky-ish parties. And now you're going to an abandoned warehouse doing... <laughs> ABC drugs and anything you can get your hands on. A B C D and E. Yeah, I would. We were. We watched it together, and mm-hmm. as we were watching it, I was a little suspect, and I was definitely like, "Why is Hiko recommending this movie?" I was a little worried because I had never heard of this movie, mm-hmm. and I was like, "I don't know if I want to watch this movie. Well, I've never I, heard of." I think it's the second movie directed by Doug Liman did Swingers, which yeah. was like a huge cult 90s movie. Right. And then it had this huge cast of like all these like late 90s it boys and it yeah, girls. Yeah, I recognize so like many of them. Katie Holmes, Timothy Oliphant, Tate Diggs, Sarah Polly, Scott Wolf, Jay Moore, um, all these interesting actors. Um, 
So why were, yeah, you were suspect while watching it. <laughs> no, because like I felt like I had a good grasp on your taste uh-huh. and your like style of mm-hmm. movies, but this one definitely imprinted and gave me a different <laughs> perspective of like what Hiko thinks is a good movie. <laughs> well, it was also it was like college freshman me watching yeah. this movie, mm-hmm. and the movie now I'm dating myself is celebrating its twentieth anniversary soon. So I thought it was a great time to revisit it and just yeah. Definitely. Apart, so. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, um, yeah, I want to get into it and definitely pick it apart with you. Yeah. <laughs> I have lots of thoughts. Me too. Okay. <laughs> and my feelings changed a lot from when it started to like by the time it ended. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is something I do like about a movie, like mm-hmm. going in it and having an expectation, watching it. Think, you know, having these like thoughts and yeah. comments, and then being like bitch slapped and surprised at how <laughs> yeah. it ends. And I like to, you know, yeah. I like to be. What's, I don't know what's the word, but like I like to be told or like shown up, like okay, like we got, like, oh yeah, we, we yeah. got you, yeah, like, like we know what your concerns are and we're gonna mm-hmm. address them, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, my first thought was I actually really liked the cinematography when it started, like all the colors and the neon and the the set design was fun, like the set design of the rave with the giant creepy Santa kind of thing, like mm-hmm. that was that was cool. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I mean, you can tell by looking at me, I'm not into rave culture. <laughs> I've never been to a rave, but it seemed, it was an exciting world to be brought into, mm-hmm. especially with Christmas. Yeah. I think that was like a fun seasonal twist on the Christmas movies. Yeah. I actually, I'm like you, I loved how they showed LA in this gritty tone. I mm-hmm. loved like the gritty color palette and just kind of, it's like, it's not a clean movie. It's like very mm-hmm. dirty and you feel like you're... Not gross, but, like, you do feel like you have gone through, like, this crazy (laughs) drug deal. It's it's rough around the edges. Mm -hmm. And also, it really, I like how it shows L.A. during the holidays. Because L.A. during the holidays, I don't know if you ever stayed here during Christmas. I have not, no. I did it once. And it becomes this creep, not creepy, but, like, this chilly ghost town during the holidays. Because everyone who's not a native... And can afford to travel, people. yeah. Who, yeah. And who can travel afford to travel back mm-hmm. from wherever they came from, goes home for the holidays. Yeah. And like LA is just this like empty wasteland of a ghost town. I feel like LA is one of those the few places where like holiday traffic is the best traffic because yeah. everyone's gone. And we're like, yes, holiday traffic. I can make it from the west side to Hollywood <laughs> in twenty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also, because um, I'm also writing a piece about the 20th anniversary of this movie because it's I'm so. Into this movie. Right, and we'll put um, a link. Oh yeah, oh, yeah we'll definitely link that. you, girl. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I was reading. Oh, um, have you heard of Shane Black? He wrote, yeah. directed like *Lethal Weapon* and mm-hmm. *Kiss Kiss Bang Bang* and the other guys, which came out a couple of years ago. And mm-hmm. he wrote this thing about like setting, especially crime movies that take place in LA during the holidays. Hmm. It offers like this really chilling counterpart to like the story. Yeah, like having Christmas as a backdrop. Mm-hmm. Really. Um, creates a really interesting dynamic for the story yeah so I like that's where that's how Go kind of presented itself and was filled with all these like sordid criminal activities during a <laughs> backdrop that's usually associated with like yeah holly warm jolly holiday happy season. warm yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I um, when we open up with um, Ro- is it Ron- Rhonda or Ro- Ronnie Rana. 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 Rana we open up with her story I could tell I was gonna like this cast like when she first walks yeah. in you have like the British like druggy and then you have like mm-hmm. Katie Holmes or, you know sweet innocent like do-gooder and we get presented with the problem of like she doesn't have enough money for rent you know mm-hmm. blah 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 and I kind like when they first if she uh, it was so weird because I was like she is like a smart ambitious like go-getter girl yeah. I'm like why don't you have the money for rent like what's up with that? Like what are you doing, girl? Because like she to me like picked up on like the like she's observant. She had noticed like what he had been like selling the drugs for and like what mm-hmm. she could get and like blah blah blah. And her British coworker Simon. Yeah, yeah. Simon. Yeah. I always forget the character names. I need to, I need to get better <laughs> at that. But yeah, um, like when Simon decides to leave for Vegas and she like takes over for him, you know, I was like, oh, she, you know, she's like with it. So I was very, you know, very surprised by that. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Yeah, yeah I thought it will. I was having similar thoughts. Like, I thought, oh, she seems like really smart and everything capable. But then she made these terrible decisions. And I hate watching, like, I hate in movies when a character does something that could 
be so easily solved if they just made one smart decision instead of all of the wrong decisions. So it took me a while to get on board with her because for the first, like, I want to say, like, chapter of this movie, I was like, what are you doing? What is wrong with you? I'm so stressed out for you right now. Just drop everything you're doing and go home and it will all be fine. But she didn't. She just kept going. She would get evicted and be ho-ho-homeless. I'm glad we got to talk about this movie because it's interesting. I wanted to get your you guys' perspective mm-hmm. on this movie that like came out when you were probably really little and I was I was like that. seven. I was Great. ten. And so it was, yeah, it's just interesting to see your your takes on it like twenty years later watching it for the first time. It's yeah. kind of like a time capsule movie too. It's yeah. very, it's very 1999. It yeah. is, it is. Well, I, I mean, like, okay, like, overall, yes, I did like this movie. Yeah, yes. me too, like, me too. I, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, oh, so, should we talk about the second chapter? Should we go through the different... Yeah, let's, yeah, let's, let's go through that. all the chapters. Chapter. Okay, well, let's finish um, Rana's mm-hmm. chapter. Yeah. I mean, like, she was, like, a like a badass woman. I was like, yeah, again, yeah. she's, like, telling everyone what is what. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, and she, like I said, like, her character kind of confused me because, like, she seemed so capable... Yeah. Like, why is she working at this grocery store? Which is called Sons, which I just thought it was Bonds. <laughs> like, <laughs> definitely a Bonds. John's. Oh, John's. Oh, oh yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, where, do you know where they, like, filmed this or, like, where it took place? I, where I, it's supposed to take place? You know, I've always tried to look that up because, you know, I've watched the movie so many times. Mm-hmm. There's a few spots where you recognize where it is, but I think parts of it were just, like, in weird West Side locations and maybe... I don't know, places south of the 10, who knows. Uh, I think on the DVD or Blu-ray, there's like special features that talks about the filming locations. Um, but they got into the nitty-gritty of L.A., like authentic yeah, they did. Uh, it, you uh, can L.A. Tell. locations. Yeah. Which I appreciated because um, when growing up seeing movies present L.A., it's very different. You're especially most, Hollywood. Especially Hollywood. You're seeing mainly Burbank. Like my yeah. imagination, like what I pictured L.A. to be was Burbank. <laughs> and that's yeah. not what L.A. looks no. Because, like, all TV shows and movies get shot in Burbank. Yes. yes. Yeah. Or, like you said, like, the West Side, like Santa Monica mm-hmm. or Venice. And they definitely glorify Venice a yeah. lot more. Even in Clueless. Like, even, like, Clueless, like, <laughs> fucked me over with that one. Yeah. But, no, I, I mean, I really liked Rana's story. It's a good way to start the movie because you get all of these questions that you want answered. And, um, Yeah, she, her story introduces you to everyone else. Mm-hmm, who gets mm-hmm. stories later. Right. And she kind of has, like, the the craziest ending to her, like, when she gets hit and, you Spoiler know... Spoiler alert. Yeah. I know. Well, this... They should have watched the, they watched <laughs> yeah, the movie. We, yeah. yeah, we Spoil, spoilers. We, yeah. Because we're, we get into it when yeah. we watch things. Yes. Because mm-hmm. you're supposed to watch the things that we're watching and then we can talk <laughs> yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, and, like, her ending mm-hmm. was definitely, like, gasworthy, you know, and then they leave us with that. And so, yeah, you know, I was not expecting that at all. And I didn't even realize when it started. I should have picked up on like when it shows her name that it was going to be chapters, but I didn't. And then she gets hit and then it goes to like Simon. And I was like, what? They... Did she just die? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, chapter two starts with Simon and they kind of yeah. rewind. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now we're going to follow Simon's yeah. story. And then I, I looked at Jared and I was like, are we going to get the story of all of these people dying? Do they all die on Christmas? <laughs> But and I was didn't. like, let's, let's see. <laughs> yeah, they didn't, which I think would have been fun. It would have been an interesting yeah. way to do the movie. Um, and I'm trying to think. Like, yeah, I wish, the only thing I wish about Rana's story is that we got a little bit more of her background and character. I would have liked her fleshed out just a little she, bit more. She yeah, felt she's, like, like, she's really young. Like, she I think said she's refer- 17. She's 17. Like, where are her parents? I don't know if she actually is. <laughs> she, I don't know if she was actually 17. Yeah, when she, she was... She seemed like an oh emancipated my... minor or something. Yes. Like, yes. she... Has to be. Moved yeah. to she's LA like, with nothing. She's smart for her own good. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good way. Okay, that's a good way to put it because, yeah, that kind of... Ex- <laughs> what is... Is that an alarm? We're going to edit this out. Yeah. We're right. back. We're back. We're to move um, rooms, but we're good now. Okay. So I think we were talking about how Rana was too smart for her own good. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, like we said, like I was like just talking about, I just wish she was fleshed out a little bit more just so we could like um, figure out a little bit more of her motivations and just kind of where mm-hmm. she was coming from. Like, yeah, they gave us some clues, like you said, like she probably was like emancipated and stuff like that. But yeah. I don't know. I mean, that, that was just my excuse for her. What's a good... There's nothing that really told me that, but also I was watching it thinking, like, 
this were today, I'd be wondering why she doesn't have like 15 roommates as a 17-year-old in L.A. on her own. You usually have like roommates. And plus, I, well, she probably does or who knows, but back then, if she needed, what, 400 bucks for rent? Yeah. Imagine paying $400 for rent. That's uh, the main takeaway. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> paying $400 for rent, I would die. Yeah. I'd be so, I'd be so much happier. I'd be so less stressed. So I know. Not grinding my teeth that night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which I just had to buy a night guard for. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. But then she's, she's probably making $200 a week. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, so we're so then we get... booked. <laughs> so then chapter two? Yes, chapter two. Simon. The story rewinds. Mm-hmm. We're back in the supermarket with Rana and Simon and Kitty Holmes' character who's named Claire. Claire. Mm-hmm. You remember Claire because there's a breakfast club quote that comes on later yeah, in yeah. the movie that I loved. Uh, so any movie that quotes another favorite movie of mine. It's going to get points. Earns yeah. points, yeah. 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 Um, so then Simon, we follow him and then he's like, we open up with him in the back of a trunk, in the trunk yeah. of a car. Mm-hmm. And you think, like, was he being kidnapped or? Yeah. But then uh, the car pulls over, the trunk opens, and we meet a new batch of characters. Yes. Um, yeah, Who like Kay Diggs, crazy. which I was like, oh, he had, that man has not aged no. at mm-hmm. all. He's looking just as fine. Oh, yeah, Mr. Adina Menzel back then. Yes. I was going to say, why was Simon in the back of the car? I was trying to yeah, figure it out. I don't know if they... He, something about, like, he passed out and they just put him in there as a joke, maybe? Oh, like, okay. prank? Okay. As a prank. For the vlog? <laughs> 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 Probably, but that was like an interesting ragtag group of guys. Yeah, uh, they had a really funny conversation in the car as they're going to Vegas. Yes. Yeah, they did. So Breckenmeyer plays this mm-hmm. guy who's like talking about this girl who went down on him, and it turns out to be it's a story, story he's copying from Tay Diggs's yes. character. <laughs> that that is like a hysterical scene. Yeah. yeah, that dynamic was really funny, and I I I miss when like movies have dialogue like that now. Like yeah. it's like not necessarily to like the point the plot of the movie but we get a fun character development and dynamics yeah. very natural very yeah. natural and you get a quick commentary just like on the culture at the time like you said a very time capsule um moment yeah of especially it. with those actors mm-hmm. like watching that group i was like i feel like i'm in the 90s and there was one guy and i was like i can't remember where i've seen you and i had to look him up and it's because he was in independence day yes james duvall yeah thank you uh, yeah h HMDB. <laughs> yeah, he's like Randy Quaid's son in Independence yeah, Day. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think he was also the rabbit in Donnie Darko. Was he really? Yeah. That's funny. We were talking about Donnie Darko. Oh, yeah, because of Zodiac. We're watching Zodiac. Jake. And I was like, I haven't seen Donnie Darko. <laughs> you haven't seen Donnie Darko? No. <laughs> That'll be our next movie. Okay. okay, okay. <laughs> and I'll watch it with you because oh, I yes. haven't seen it in a long time. I actually okay. have the director's cut. Oh, nice. Yes, okay. Yeah. Director's cut. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Planned. Yay. <laughs> Teaser for next episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we like are following them to Vegas, which mm-hmm. is fun because I love a good party movie, which yeah. is like why I feel like I love this movie so much because like it was just very like. I love that air and energy of like spontaneity. Like, what's gonna happen tonight? We don't know. Like, yeah. what are we gonna get into? Mm-hmm. What's the tea? Yeah, yeah. It was very much the whole movie overall is like. I was writing in my piece that it's like it came out during this height of like, like drug fueled raver type culture movies. There's like other, especially in the British. Um, cinema and like in America there was like movies called Groove or Human Traffic I don't know if you've heard of those movies but like in the late 90s there were all these like these raver type movies Mm -hmm. um and it was it kind of spoke to like it spoke to how like it was pre-Y2K yeah it was the last year of the 20th century and people there was like this like nervous energy permeating the culture I think back then so like this kind of aesthetic to these movies was made it like a time capsule of what was yeah. what was happening at that time. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's, an, it's a very interesting take. I didn't think about it like that. Yeah, I kind of, I always forget about Y2K, but yeah, everyone was kind of freaking out. Because you were probably like little kids you didn't even yeah. realize. <laughs> I did, I remember. Yeah. The Y2K panic? I remember, yeah. And even the people that weren't panicking about it were still a little bit like... Yeah, <laughs> and then then and then there were like the people. I mean, if I was old enough and like more out of my shell, I, mm-hmm. I probably would have been partying. But I remember being New Year's Eve, nineteen ninety nine. I was at my aunt's house okay. on the couch watching mm-hmm. like the ball drop, and yeah. like if I had 
it was like the new millennium. You would yeah. think I would have partied harder, but I was like a lame 19-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> when you were only 19. Yeah. Yeah. Too, still too young to drink. Then again, Lana was only 17, and she had that adventure, so yeah. no excuse, I know. really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Y2K. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. So they're in Vegas. Mm-hmm. They're just having a good time. Yeah. So, uh, to be completely honest, Simon's character annoyed the fuck out of me. Okay. Like, yeah. because, like, I don't, like, he is this, like, so go with the flow, like, I'll get myself any out of any bad situation, and the universe just kept being on his side, and it was just, like, a little, like, ugh, like, I don't know, I was yeah. kind of, like, oh, not, not that I was over him, but I was just kind of, like, ugh, <laughs> like, like, when he's, like, fucking both of those girls in the hotel room, <laughs> and it catches on fire, I thought they put out the fire, like, I don't know they how did, it, it like, reignited. <laughs> well, there was, like, a, there was a, a, a tissue that was still flaming, Oh, was it? And yeah. The, yeah, and it caught onto the curtains. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Well, I think with Simon, okay, having watched the movie so many times, mm-hmm. like, every time I watch it, I, like, reassess and, like, reevaluate these characters. Like, Simon, he's like a British, he's a foreigner. He's the yeah. only foreigner in the movie. Mm-hmm. And you kind of glim- get a glimpse of who he is when he's talking about, when he's putting on that heavy, fake Irish accent for the girls to yeah. get laid. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about how, you know, he loved these... American TV shows that he where he learned how to drive from Knight Rider was a really good program <laughs> and like he's like this foreigner who is acting in a way I think what he thinks an American would act like yeah probably yeah. because of what he grew up watching on Amer- through American TV and movies yeah it's like that guy in Love Actually that comes to America that's yeah. what he reminded me of yeah, yeah. totally that explains the, the drive okay that explains the driving I missed that line it definitely explains the driving <laughs> <laughs> later on. Because I don't know. If, well, yeah, he's explaining to the two women he's about to sleep elevator. with in the elevator. Yeah. I don't know if it was a lie or not, but he kind of explains how he met all the other guys that he's with on, on the trip. How did? Yeah, what does he say? They went. They he said, uh, "I met them in driving school, That's traffic right. school, traffic school, yeah, yeah. traffic traffic school." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so maybe yeah, that's maybe that's the actual backstory, or maybe he was still elaborating and yeah. lying to impress these girls. But mm-hmm. so yeah, so there was a threesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there was a fire. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they run out. Um, and then they go to a strip club. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, unrelated. They just um, he grabs his other or finds his other friend. Find Tate Diggs. Well, Tate Diggs. Tate Diggs just got insulted. That's in the right, bathroom. Everyone thinks he's like the an help. employee. Yeah. The bathroom attendant. Yeah. I'm not a bathroom attendant. <laughs> yeah. But I love that he goes with it with the valet. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I would do. Somebody oh, yeah, I'm me valet, too. Give me the keys to their, what was it, a Ferrari or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. your fault. Yeah. yeah, I'm taking it. <laughs> I couldn't tell. I, was it because of the jacket? I think, well, everyone thought? it was like this very, it was a very late 90s mustard colored yeah. jacket. It did look that a was little just, like, it stood out. Yeah. Like he was a waiter or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was very formal compared to. Well, and he. Um, I don't know, how, like, the bathroom attendant, I was like, uh, whatever, like, I don't know how he got that one, but in the valet scene, the valet is dressed like him. Oh, is he? Yes. Oh, they're in the yeah. background. Oh. Yeah, yeah, they're in the background, and, like, they, the uniform, the uniform isn't exactly like that, like, you can, they're, you could tell that he's, like, definitely wearing, like, a look, like, he's, like, yeah. going out in the town, and the valets look more employee uniformy, but the color family is the same. Yeah. Oh, yes. okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I couldn't tell, I don't know if it's because of like our culture today if it was because of the jacket or if it was because he was the only non-white one and I mean I was like I don't want to read like put I heard a little bit of that I mean I think it's it. a little bit of that too yeah. I think it is okay. yeah because especially just like how casual like that older man just was like oh hand me the napkin I thought he was just like <laughs> I, at first I thought he was just being like hey buddy can you hand me a paper towel mm-hmm. <laughs> well I was also like I've never asked someone but to I break never, it no because I don't want their germs on my like <laughs> yeah but I'll still take the dollar bill. Yeah, I'll right. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's not bad. Um, but yeah, they go to this like strip club. The crazy horse. The crazy horse. Yeah. Oh, is that what it's called? Yeah. <laughs> and then they, get, yeah. you know, get into more. And th- this is more of like the annoying foreigner shenanigans that he gets into. Like he would t- mm-hmm. not do not touch them. Well, they. <laughs> 
when they hop into the Ferrari yeah. after the valet switch Oh up. my gosh, so makes anxiety. Oh my gosh. When <laughs> they're he's in the car, they're, gun, in the car, they're in the car oh driving, they're, in the, they're driving the Ferrari and Simon's in the passenger seat and just starts going through the glove compartment yeah. and he finds a gun and, and he starts playing with it. Yeah. So, now having known what happened to Rana in the first chapter, you were probably like, oh my God, where is this going? Yes. Was that, my theory was confirmed. I was yeah. like, here's where they die. <laughs> Like, he kept messing with it, and, like, Carolyn, like, looked aside. She's like, my anxiety is, like, bigger. I, could, I she couldn't look watch. away from the screen. I yeah. grabbed my phone for a second. I was like, I can't handle this. And then I was like, no, watch it. But now that you brought that point of, like, him growing up and watching these American movies, it makes sense now that he kind of just sees these as props and something yeah. fun and, like... Totally cool. Yeah, yeah, it's like this fantasy. He's in a Ferrari in Vegas with a gun. Yeah, yeah. and he's like, you know, so I kind of have to give him some prop, you know, I'm going to cut him some slack there for that <laughs> one. Because, yeah, because it's just, like... You're, yeah, there are all these fun toys that have just fallen into his lap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And speaking of laps, <laughs> thank you. They go to the crazy horse and get lap dances. Or he, like Tate Diggs, his friend is telling him, "Whatever you do, don't ask for a bottle of champagne." That's right. And of course, he goes and does that, and it's an expensive lap dance. They go to the back room, mm-hmm. and Simon can't handle himself. He can't like resist and like grabs one of the. Well, yeah. I was kind of like, how how do you resist? Like even like as like a gay man, I'm I like know. I was like, oh, I would like grab that ass. Well, too. they they would take you. They would guide your hands where you're oh, allowed to touch them. Gotcha. Okay. You can't just on your own. They'll guide you. Okay. Cool. So I've been told. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also think that like Tay Diggs like set Simon up too. Like because he told his dancer to go over to her to go over to Simon, right? I can't remember because they were like doing the dance, yeah. and then like they cut to like um, him like whispering something in her ear, and after he does, after he does that, she walks over and joins the other girl. Oh really? Oh, I didn't yeah, on that right. cue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I couldn't tell if like I don't. No, know. But then he he's looking. He did. Well, Mark. His name is Marcus. Okay, Marcus. The character Marcus. Yeah is watching Simon get the lap dance from two of the women. Yes. Yeah. But he's kind of, he kind of looks back at, like, kind of jealous. Like, I don't know if he instigated that. I also don't know why women would want to go on that guy when you have Tay Diggs. Oh, Amen. Right. Maybe they were racist. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then he, and Simon makes the mistake of grabbing, and then the stripper's are like, hands, yeah. hands, and then security comes. Which Starts. I get, but, like, that can't be the first time that's happened. Like, I feel like the first thing to do is to be, like, hands, and then, like, put them down. Yeah. And, like, well, no, she, there yeah, is a moment, there is a moment where she, oh, like, okay. pushes him down. She goes, no, no, no. She oh, waves her finger okay. at him. Um, yeah, there's that. Uh, but he can't practice restraint. And then like that escalated very quickly. Yeah. Then the security guy comes in, yeah. starts beating up on Simon, and then right. Marcus, like, tries to defend him, you know, defend him, and then... They get into a fight, and then yeah. suddenly, gunshot. Yeah. Boom. Which was not an accident. Mm-mm. He did it on purpose, it seemed. Like, he was holding the gun out. Simon, yeah. yeah. He, tur- he turns out he brought the gun into of course. the it's strip America. club. Well, which I would think wouldn't happen now. I'm sure no, you get patted down or down. go through security, like well, a metal what, detector. Yeah. Well, that's what, yeah. yeah, and that's what his, bo- like, the security guard's dad was that's saying. Right. He was like... Amateur, like you always pat down. It doesn't matter who he's walking, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't matter who yes. they are. Yeah. You gotta pat him down for this exact reason. <laughs> right. So Simon, yeah, so so they run out of there yeah. after the, the the security guard gets like shot in the arm. Mm-hmm. And um, the downfall begins. Yes, yeah. and uh, yeah, so then you realize, so they run back to the hotel room to get their mm-hmm. other two friends. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the, the head of the Strip club and the security guard. You kind of get the feeling that they're like mafia, like Vegas mafia. Yeah, some type of like under the table shenanigry has been happening. And they like yeah. they will call them like yeah the mafia group whatever they just the strip club mafia themselves. Yeah, without going to the law. Yeah, so the strip club mafia will call them, mm-hmm. like tracks them down to their hotel because yeah. they left a credit card back at the club, mm-hmm. the strip club, in the name of a suit. Uh, Todd Gaines. Todd Gaines. Well, who we right. forgot to mention in Rana's chapter, played by Timothy Oliphant. Oh, he was looking so oh, juicy. Oh, that's right. In the Santa hat. In the Santa hat, girl. How uh, could we skip over that? Yeah. I, uh, 
I thought we were just saving it, but I was like, <laughs> as soon as he came on screen, I turned to Carolyn, and I was like, mm. yeah. like, he's still looking good. Yeah. I mean, even in Santa Clarita Diet, I'm like, that's why I watch Santa Clarita Diet. Sorry, Drew. That's why I watch it. <laughs> so yeah, in Rhonda's story, this guy, Todd, is Simon's drug dealer. Yes. Who gets all the money, uh, all the drugs to make money, to mm-hmm. deal out. So you find out, yeah. So Rana goes to. God, I feel like we're bouncing all over the place. Hey, that's why we do here. This movie kind of does too everything. Yeah, it does. So yeah, so Todd is the drug dealer that Rana gets the E that she tries to sell to make money for her rent right. in the first chapter, and you find out that Simon is a dealer for Todd. Yeah. Yeah. And Simon is using Todd's credit card in Vegas. Yeah. So when the Vegas mafia, strip club mafia think he's Todd Gaines mm-hmm. they like try to track down eventually before they find him at the hotel first and there's like a little like, there's a car chase yeah, through the city streets of Vegas yeah yeah it was a fun one yeah it was yeah and then and then yeah Simon and his three buddies they're like fuck this let's go back to LA and don't yeah. talk about it yeah Meanwhile, well I love how Simon's like let's go to Mexico like I got it ready let's all split up I take Baja and I was like that, <laughs> that's what happened in an American movie yeah oh that's true <laughs> Okay. Everything's exaggerated for him. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now, okay. This is funny. So when you watch it, when you watch a movie multiple times, you pick up on so many other things. Yes, that's actually really funny commentary. You know that you wouldn't expect from a movie like this is like how a foreigner sees Americans and like Mm -hmm. crazy. Yeah, they think it's just one big crazy movie. Yeah, Yeah. filled with action and sex. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) he makes it happen. So, yeah, the Vegas, the strip club mafia, they're trying to track down, they, they have the credit card, they're trying to track down this Todd Gaines. Yeah. And that's kind of the end of Simon's chapter as they drive back to L.A. Yeah. Yeah. No one died, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, my theory was disproven. Yeah. No one died. Yeah. <laughs> and then chapter three. Yes, yeah, so then we finally yeah. go to chapter three. Which... Focuses on Let's the guys. Uh, the guys. Adam Alex, and Zach. Adam and Zach. It's like my by, favorite chapter. Yeah. <laughs> played by Jay Moore and Scott Wolf. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the weirdest chapter too. Yeah, like, it, it was an unexpected one. I thought we were going to get Claire, or I thought we yes. were going to get um, yeah. the yeah. friend Donnie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of them because we had left Donnie at the club in that trash heap. <laughs> yes. And I would thought Tri- he tripping out of his tripping mind. Out. Yeah. Well, I'm surprised he didn't die because I know um Todd had said if you took two, I was waiting for him to die I think too. He almost we're... died. Yeah. He seemed pretty shaken up. So, we kind of go rewind again back yeah. to the supermarket and it focuses there's like this close up on a TV and it's these two soap opera actors. Yeah. Adam and Zach, Jay Moore, and Scott Wolf. And there are these guys who approach Rana in the supermarket mm-hmm. asking for Simon, thinking they can get drugs from Simon. Right. And then they just... And it offers. turns out... And she offers... Yeah, because in Rana's story, she says, let me see what I can do for you. Mm-hmm. And so that's like kind of the drug, drug deal that goes wrong. But now we're focusing on Adam and Zach. You find out they're soap opera actors... And they're kind of going undercover for a cop. Right, because like they, pro- it sounds like they got caught maybe with like weed or something. Like something super minor. Yeah, they're doing, there's like some misdemeanor deal. They're working yeah. with the LAPD to like drop their charges. Right, so if they go, if they wear a wire for one of these drug transactions, everything gets dropped. Then they focus on the next person. They just kind of work their way up the drug food chain. Yeah, they're trying to trap or like kind of break into this drug yeah. ring. Mm-hmm. So they're recruit they're like undercover for this cop played by William Finkter. Yeah. Who's been a, a ton of movies yeah. in the nineties and two thousands. Um and he's got like a weird vibe to him, the cop. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the cop is like kinda like complimenting them and like and so you, you get you get to see where they're coming from. Like they're wired trying mm-hmm. to trap the drug deal with, with Rana and it doesn't go quite as well because Rana yeah. picks up on it when and Rana goes to their house. Go. Which yeah. you find out in, in this one. in this chapter, yeah. yeah, when he was like, "Go, go," because he probably he said the title. Yeah, and there's a couple in each there chapter. Were, there's one in each yeah. chapter which I love. Titular line. Yeah. Yes, but it was like they all had like a different meaning mm-hmm. to them, which I yeah. absolutely yeah. loved. Like yeah, during the threesome, did you go? Yeah, yeah. yeah. When she said that, I was like, "That's an interesting way to phrase that." Yeah. So with Adam and Zach, um, 
Yeah, so the drug the drug bust doesn't go as well because right. Adam, I forget which one's Adam, which one's Zach. I think it's Adam is the shorter um, brown Scott hair. Wolf. Yes. Okay. So Zach warns Rana, mm-hmm. this is a drug deal. You should go. And so that's yeah. Rana leaves. She ends up flushing the E that she got from yeah, Todd so Gaines yeah. down the toilets. And then that prompts her to like sell baby aspirin to like all the ravers yeah. to yeah. recoup. I love that that worked. To recoup all that money. It's a funny yeah. scene when she's in the car with the yeah. other ravers. Yeah, he's like, I feel it. I feel it's like a wave. It's like. It's like, how's the ground down there and shit? Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, it helps to take a lot of weed with it. A yeah, lot, a lot of weed. <laughs> and if you notice, her, her character's name, her last name is Martin, Rana Martin. So when she goes up to the van of kids, she called, mm-hmm. she says, hey, I'm Donna, and this is my friend Kelly, Donna and Kelly. It was a 90210 reference. Oh, what's oh, okay. it? All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, Donna Martin. Uh-huh. Um, okay, so Adam and Zach. The drug bust goes wrong. Yeah. But they fulfill their duties and the cop says the charges are dropped. You're free to go. Almost. 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 So the cop is like, the cop is like, well, you know, since we're done and it's, you know, Christmas Eve or, you know, this Christmas, my wife and I, you know, he makes a point that he has a wife, has, um, we're doing Christmas dinner early because we're working and do you want guys want to come over for Christmas dinner? Yeah, and he hasn't signed the papers yet. Yes. He's like, I'll totally sign the papers, but would you like to come over? So they, they feel Christmas obligated dinner? now. Yeah. They have to go to this mm-hmm. cop's house, with have dinner with his wife, yeah. played by Jane Krakowski. Yes. yes, which was a nice, fun surprise. Yes. Um, and they go to dinner. Mm-hmm. The yeah. most awkward uh, the most Christmas awkward. dinner. <laughs> oh. Not like there's have been so many awkward Christmas dinners on film, but this one was like truly weird and well, awkward. And Zach is with like the cop. The cop comes out of the shower naked. Yeah. It's like, here, yeah. smell this cologne. Mm-hmm. It's like, what's going on? And he hops in the bed next to him and says, "Are you open? Are you are you open to trying new things?" Yeah. And you're trying to think. You're like, is this going in like a swinger That's couple what I direction? Like, okay. Meanwhile. Zach is in the kitchen with the wife who's mm-hmm. preparing um, mashed potatoes. <laughs> Very poorly, I might <laughs> <laughs> Well, because she's distracted and kind of looking at him longingly and she's like asking him about acting and like, mm-hmm. so when you kiss other actors, is it is it like fake or whatever? And then yeah. she just goes for it and jumps him. Yeah, and I love the line where he says like, well, no, there's like, there's no tongue or anything. Like, it's very just like. Yeah. And then she kisses him and like pulls away and he goes, now see, there was tongue, tongue. there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then everyone's at the dinner table and the cop has a proposition. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> it was so good. Was... You think it's, I mean, you think, okay, here's, they're going to be swingers and they're going to, and no, it's a pyramid scheme, like a furniture pyramid scheme that they want them to join yeah to sell like amway yeah which i didn't even know what amway was until then i didn't either i heard when they said it, i was like oh i remember hearing people talk about that yeah yeah um reminded me of the login burger baskets you guys remember those in the 90s no okay they were like those woven baskets like it was like tupperware parties Mm-hmm. Um, in my neighborhood, like, people had Loggenberger basket parties, and you'd go over there, and there were these weird, we had them all over our house. It was, like, these little woven baskets with, like, little plaid fabric lining. Okay, cute, yeah. Yeah. I've, I've had many Tupperware parties. Okay. My mom, my, or pampered, <laughs> the Pampered Chef. She oh, was, the Pampered Chef. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. She would have those parties. <laughs> but, yeah, and then, yeah, so then they reveal that they want to do this, and then they finally got out of the house, and then I didn't know that they were, like, Gay lovers. I know. Oh my gosh. Well, and they—they're also alluding. They were kept talking about one of them having a girlfriend, quote unquote, yeah. girlfriend who was unfaithful, mm-hmm. and you find out that both of them slept with the same guy. Same guy. Yes. Well, it was Jimmy funny. from makeup. Yeah, yeah, Jimmy from makeup. Well, and it was funny because like when the cop and Zach were alone in the car, they were like, while um, Adam was in there doing the wire or whatever, he was doing something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was just asking, like, hey, like, you know, how's life, blah, blah, blah. And Zach's like, he, he, the cop was like, tell me about your girlfriend. And he described him as 5'8". Like, yeah, it mean, was it a was weird... Yeah, it was like a normal description, but for some reason, to me, it was the 5'8". So I was like, that's a little bit tall for a woman. Like, I mean, I have uh-huh. friends who are taller than that, so it's not. Okay. But I was like, that's, 
And it's kind of, also, like, Jared pointed out, it's a very interesting thing to know about a person. Yeah. And, like, especially to add to their description. Yeah, and also before they reveal that, too, before they actually reveal and make it official that they're gay, mm-hmm. it's also funny, before the dinner scene, right before they sit down to dinner... Uh, Jane Krakowski's like, oh, we're making what goes with ham, red or white, and oh both, <laughs> and both of them go white. white. <laughs> was, yeah. yeah, so there's a lot of clues. Yeah, that like yeah. Yeah. to it. But, <laughs> and then even like Claire says, oh, I love gay couples. And I was like, oh, what is she like? She's like, oh, gay guys are so hot. Yeah, gay, it's, yeah. A, it's a tragedy. Mm-hmm. It's tragic. tragic. Um, so. So they they find out. They Jimmy. find out they're sleeping with the same guy, Jimmy and they go to Jim, Jimmy's house. <laughs> and then the cameo, not even a cameo, it was like before she before, was famous. Yeah, who they ca- so they go to Jimmy's house, and who answers the door? Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny because she was freaking out seeing these two soap opera actors, and we were freaking oh out God. seeing her freaking out. <laughs> Oh, yes. it, was, it was so funny. It was it was so great. And like even her line, like as like she's like getting the information of like where Jamie's at, she yeah. was like, Oh, when she drops that line about she's like it, she was dying because like that one time where they had just missed each other. Like Jimmy from makeup hitting them up at the same time. Yeah. Um, and she was like, Whoa <laughs> <laughs> And she was all giggles and smiles and I was like, Girl, I would have been the okay. same. Oh, so fun tidbit. Mm-hmm. The writer of Go, John August. Uh, who's also a gay screenwriter, has done tons of movies. Yeah, I want to see more of these movies now. I yeah. feel like I like his style. Mm-hmm. Well, he did He did um, Big Fish, which oh, is one of the few movies that makes me cry at the really? end. Really? Yeah. Um, and he he also has done some directing work, too. So, I little tidbit, he was, or still is, friends with Melissa McCarthy back when she was in her early, like, Second City or improv days. Yeah. So he like kind of put her in this movie, got her into this movie for this small role. Aww. Yeah. Oh, cute. She's perfect, isn't it? So they were friends and like, yeah, and that she was like really young. She, yeah. yeah, she was in her 20s. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, and it was probably it was right before she did Gilmore Girls. Yeah. Yeah. So that was like such a great. It's always a great surprise to visit old movies and you see like actors who had like these tiny bit parts. Yeah. And they're like huge. Like mm-hmm. you ever see Kindergarten Cop? Yes. It was only like two years ago when I rewatched it, I realized the scene where Arnold Schwarzenegger and his partner are on the airplane going to Astoria. Yeah. Uh-huh. They're on the airplane and it's where his partner starts to get to get sick. Yeah. The stewardess, the flight attendant who's serving them food is Angela Bassett. Oh my god, Shut really? Off. Yeah. <gasps> I have to watch it again. Yeah. And if, even the credits, stewardess, Angela I Bassett. <laughs> That's a little side sidebar. Yeah. Yeah. No, and that's like growing up or like getting older. That is one of my favorite things is to like go back and like see these actors that now we like love yeah. and adore. You see these overnight successes and how they really took ten to twenty years to become what they are now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Oscar nominated. Yeah, at the Oscars. And now she has movies built around her. Yeah, it's just the next Melissa McCarthy movie. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Um, so she's Jimmy's sister, yeah. the, the sister of the guy they're both sleeping with, and she tells them he's at some rave That's called right. Merry Xmas. And I'm like, oh, we're going to the yeah. rave! To the rave! <laughs> <laughs> so they're at the rave, they confront Jimmy, they like take a pair of scissors and like chop yeah, his hair right. off, yeah. <laughs> and they're drunk. And they start driving around the parking lot. They leave the yeah. rave, and they're in the parking lot drunk. The same parking lot where Rana mm-hmm. has a run-in with Todd Gaines, yeah. who she who screwed wants over. To shoot her? Yeah, because like, she she screwed him out of all those e tablets that she flushed. Right, in the but toilet. at the same time, I was like, you discovered this entrepreneur. Like, yeah, she right. fucked you over, but I feel like she would be, like, she'd work for you. Like, she owes you $50 more. That's it. That's all he forgave was, like, $50. So, really, she didn't owe him anything. And she could, I wish she had just said, like, it wasn't that, like, it was baby aspirin. It wasn't even. Or, like, allergy meds. But she doesn't ever say it. Yeah. I, yeah. I just wish that, well, I guess he was just, like, really pet. I mean, I don't know. In his mind, he's probably just, like, like, pretty pet. actually, does he actually want to shoot her? And then it seemed like, yeah, he actually... But before he can... Yeah. 
she she throws herself. Or she gets... No, she just gets... She doesn't throw herself. Oh, I I thought that she purposely wanted to get hit by that car. No, she backed that car's up. That a little too fast. She's backing away from yeah. from Todd, who has a gun, mm-hmm. and this yellow Miata just, bam, yeah. hits her. So oh, hard. I, I'm definitely giving her more credit. I thought that like, to get out of... I thought she was like, to get out of getting shot, she was yeah. like, let me just get hit by this car. <laughs> because to well, me... Well, that's that, one interpretation. Yeah, well, like to me, that was just like... Her character was like... Again, because she, like, too smart for her own good, she's just like, I'm presented with this problem. What is the quickest, res- like, what is the quickest way I can get out of it, regardless of any long-term effect? The quickest she- way is to give him the money, though. Well, I feel like he would have shot her even after she'd given him the money. Like, he I- still could have shot her after getting hit by a car. Well, he, tr- well, he... He, for some reason, like, <laughs> you see him contemplating. Yeah. And who was in the car? Adam and Zach. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it all comes like full, it was like serendipitous. Yeah. Like the two guys who try to get Rana trapped in a drug bust are the ones who they like end up, up hitting, yeah. hitting her. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's funny because like even when she gets hit, the first, in Rana's story, she gets hit by this car and we don't know who's driving it. Mm-hmm. But it's very strange too because just the way they were pulling in and the out and like throwing her. Very it was. The whole confrontation with her and mm-hmm. Todd Gaines, you see this yellow car Doing weird but then when it switches to Adam Zach's perspective, you they're see. freaking out in the car yeah. Yeah. and Which pull up front and hit the brake, and her body goes oh God, yeah. soaring into a ditch. <laughs> it is, it, it's a funny contrast because you're like that the, when you see it from Rana's, you think that they're calm and like okay, yeah. I was like, yeah, they're probably freaking out, but they seemed very like knowing much what they were doing. Yeah. <laughs> but no, they were just freaking. Out. Yeah. Yeah, and then. Um, yeah, and then they like yeah. they leave or whatever, and then they're like, "Oh, what should we do? What should we do?" And I'm like, and they freak out because they realize they still have the mics on them. <gasps> when he had, I oh my gosh, gay gas when I saw that, I was like, "Oh, that's so screwed." <laughs> I can't believe he was still wearing that wire all day, the whole time, the whole dinner, everything. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I mean, I as an audience member, completely forgot about it until mm-hmm. he showed that. So they're like, we have to go back to the body and get rid of the body. Yeah. So they go back to the ditch by the parking lot of the rave. Mm-hmm. And they take, they get Rana's body. It's pouring rain at this time, mm-hmm. which is very indicative of Christmas time in L.A. It's a very wet season. Yes, it yeah. is. <laughs> the only wet season. <laughs> we're still, it's March now and we're still getting rain. and A little. Yeah. Showers. So they go to retrieve Rana from the ditch. Mm-hmm. And... Like, they're going to put her in the trunk of the Miata. And that's one of the funniest lines. Like, one of them is trying to rearrange everything in the trunk. And they go, and the other guy goes, stop! What? It's a Miata! You're not going to be able to do anything. And, like, um, so uh, she, what happens? She coughs? Yeah, she comes back. Yeah, she comes back a little bit. They're about to, they're, they're about to like, knock her out with her yeah. wrench mm-hmm. to put her out of her misery. But then she... But then they were like, no, let's not do yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. The cut to, they oh, leave her on the hood of yeah. a car in the parking lot of the rave. Yeah. yeah. Which, I mean, nice solve. Yeah. The ambulance will get to her. Yeah. You guys don't have to. Like, Ron like doesn't know it's you. The 911 call would have been nice of yep. them to Yeah, would have worked just as well. Mm-hmm. But, okay. <laughs> 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 and then meanwhile, nice meanwhile, Claire, Katie Holmes, mm-hmm. is like looking for Rana. Yeah, on her own little adventure. And she ends up in the same coffee shop as Todd Gangs, yeah. Timothy Oliphant, the drug mm-hmm. dealer. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of sad she doesn't get a title card. They like, no. kind of like, they did like yeah. Adam and Zach, and then it kind of bleeds into her storyline. Because that's when mm-hmm. I was like, I turned to Carolyn, I was like, oh, did we did we switch POVs? Like you know, yeah. like, well, it's like the yeah. epilogue of the story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and she like hooks up with. Todd Gaines. After she was already suspect. Because there was already some sexual tension when Rana left Claire with Todd Gaines. They get interrupted as collateral. Mm -hmm. Before, by. Because they're on the staircase. Mm -hmm. And like, then do they go into the apartment? No, they're on the staircase and then the. Making out. And then the cat comes down. He's like, oh, how did you get out? And then that's when our strip club mafia is back. Uh They came back to LA to track down Todd Gaines because that was the credit card Simon used. And then, yeah, so then we, like, go back in, and we, the next scene is just Todd giving up Simon. Yeah. (laughs) And then, like, Claire's like, I can't believe you would just, I'm like, girl, he stole the credit card. (laughs) He got me in all this trouble. I was like. (laughs) Yeah. 
Oh, it's not. He's not innocent. And then they're they're solved. The strip club mafia. They kind of do a very biblical eye for an eye thing and say, "Well, we'll just shoot him in the, in arm. the arm, and then he can't do it." <laughs> and then and then Claire's like, "I can't take this." She leaves. Yeah. She walks out, and then she hears a gunshot, mm-hmm. and then she hears Simon. It's all right. I'm okay. <laughs> and then, and then we're in the hospital with Rana. Yeah. She wakes up. Mm-hmm. And then she's kind and of then like, she leaves, right? yeah. yeah. But then, see, and that just goes back to my like short term. She's just like, okay, now what do I do? Let yeah. me get out of this situation. She's just constantly getting herself out of like, you know, she. It's almost like when you tell a little lie to cover up something, and then you have to mm-hmm. tell another lie. It's just like she's in these situations where she, yeah, yeah snowballing, yeah. Snowball, yeah these big and she goes back to work. Yeah. yeah, and Claire's when, yeah. there. <laughs> when she walks into work, it's very much like a flash forward to like a Kill Bill moment. I'm getting a little yeah. bit of like Uma Thurman, she like she's like limping. Like, she almost Sarah Paula almost looks like her yeah. a little bit yeah. in that moment. Yeah, I was getting those vibes too. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she's just like back at work, and Claire's like, "Hey, bitch!" Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then Claire's like, "And how's Manny?" Their yeah. other friend, who was the rave, who mm-hmm. took the two tablets of ecstasy, yeah. and I was like, "He's and dead." <laughs> And Ron is like, oh shit, fuck me. <laughs> yeah. And they go back to the rave, uh-huh. into the alleyway, and retrieve their poor yeah, friend who's, who's like, been there the whole time. who's been there the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. I also really appreciated that like sound design because when they're back there, it's morning, you hear the crickets, you hear like all the bugs, you hear like mm-hmm. the next morning, you have you feel the dewiness of like the grass and just yeah. like this new day, and you see the remains of the rave. Yeah. And it's very much like that back to reality because like I always like to live like, in the fantasy of like the night rave and like ooh yeah. this night's gonna yeah. forget to end adventure adventure it's the cold reality like a hangover mm-hmm. the, yeah. yes. the next morning yeah you mm-hmm. see all the trash it's no longer like glistening with the lights anymore it's just stark contrast yeah mm-hmm. a deep parking lot <sighs> and then they get into Rana's car yeah. Claire and Manny, is it Rana's car? I thought it was yeah her old jalopy Okay, I didn't know if it I was Manny because like car I yeah, to. I wasn't sure who it was either because Manny drove. Oh, uh, Manny drove. Yeah, yeah, so maybe it was Manny's car. And then he's like, "So what are we doing for New Year's?" Oh yeah, <laughs> the, end. the end. Yeah, that was a good way to end it. I yeah. was like, "Yeah, I'm ready." I was like, "I'll watch one. I'll watch a New Year's. Uh, yeah. I'll watch a New Year's version." As yeah. stressed out as I was during this one, I watched another one. <laughs> and that's actually it's only like a week away. A week yeah. or two away. Just <laughs> enough time to recover. From the yeah, if you're 17 years old, you can recover yeah, like that. that. Not when you're in your fucking 30s. No. <laughs> I've been like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, I mean, other than like using the word go in all of these stories, what, like, why do you think this movie's called Go? I don't, you know, I don't know. Like, it, when you see like the movie poster and the title, I get a very different feel for like what oh, okay. this movie would be. Like I get more of like a Fast and Furious or like um, oh, Need yeah, for Speed kind mm. of feel mm-hmm. because you just have like the car. Is the car in the movie? I need to look up the movie poster real quick because I feel like there's like it's not in the poster. I don't think oh, okay, so, yeah. yeah. I just think it's like a like a mantra throughout the movie. It's like never stop. Yeah. Don't look back. Never stop. And they don't. They keep don't going. ever stop to think. What's the smartest way to handle this situation? They do the most immediate, like, response. Mm-hmm. And they just keep going. Yeah. They should stop for a moment and, like, look at the situation, assess, think what's the best way to, to solve this problem, but they don't. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, I feel like the one, like, Adam and Zach don't really have, that's also why, like, their story, their chapter is, like, I feel like it's so different. I think that's why it was my favorite, because they're the only two that don't get themselves into those situations. Yeah. Like, they get invited to the dinner, and they kind of have to go so that he'll sign the papers. It's no, like, he didn't sign the papers, and then they were like, okay, we'll go for fun. But they almost killed someone and pull a hit and run. They did kill someone and pull... And that was... But, like... Yeah, I guess their stupid decision that led to that was (laughs) drinking and driving. But I don't know, it just... They didn't feel as... Irrational yeah. as the other characters, mm. you know, and they did try to think of ways to get themselves out of their situations, and they do eventually. Right, because like if they like would have just gone, he would have, you know, knocked her out with the wrench, yeah. and then that would have like led them. And then to they would have actually probably killed her. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, they he stopped. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. He almost stops. Yeah, and then they found Manny because they wouldn't have been able to find Manny Manny if they had killed. 
Rana. That's so, right, and Manny probably would have ended up dying because he wasn't getting out of that trash see, pile by himself. It's a chain reaction. Everything's yeah. connected. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But these are this. The, I did really like this movie too because these are kind of one of my favorite kinds of stories. I love when not like the um, not those other movies. The what are they called? Like the New Year's Eve and like the, oh, yeah, like the Mother's holiday. Day, the holiday. Are those big ensemble. Yeah, I don't like yeah. those. Were those are a little too much? But I do like it in this sense where like we have these three crazy stories that are like yes intertwined and like they all meet up at one point and. It's just, like, fun to see how everyone's decisions had affected each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This wasn't, like, a gimmick. It didn't Mm -hmm. feel like, oh, surprise, they were all friends this whole time. (laughs) It was just like, no, they're all friends, and we're just going to show you how your actions can affect others. And that's why I loved it. It was uh, was just so fresh for me at the time. Like, Mm -hmm. I think when a movie came out, too, um, a lot of critics were, like, likening it to, like, a Quentin Tarantino movie. Okay. Like a that. junior okay. Pulp Fiction kind of yeah. thing. Because mm-hmm. um, that kind of narrative storytelling was like really hot and trendy yeah. in the 90s. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And it just, it had it had the poor luck of opening one week after The Matrix. Oh, oh That's why it kind of got yeah. shuffled to the wayside. Yeah. Because The Matrix dominated that spring. Yeah. Yeah. And dominated other movies for 10 years ago. Yeah. So. And our podcast. Our first episode. <laughs> it is the first episode of our podcast. Yes. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh see, full yeah. circle. Yeah. Now you're giving the underdog Go. Yeah. It's chance to shine in the spotlight. Yeah. Happy 20th anniversary to Go. Woo. Yeah. Happy 20th. I get, yeah. See, I don't know if the title is my favorite, but I don't know what else I would have named this movie, so I don't have a solution. Right. So I'm not going to, like, harp no. on it. But... I mean, I, it just sucks that, like, yeah, a movie like this can get easily looked over or snubbed, yeah, yeah, because of big blockbuster. Because I don't consider this a big blockbuster, would you? No, it almost seemed more, like, indie. Like, if it had come out today, it would, I would have been like, oh, that's, like, a fun indie film. But it it was distributed by Columbia. Yeah, like, it was. So it was a major studio movie, and it just goes to show you, too, like, 20 years ago, movies that came out 20 years ago would now get like be considered indie and indie dis- yeah. distribution or because mm-hmm. now the, the there's so all the big studios either pump out huge blockbuster ten poles or like a mid-level yeah. quiet romantic drama or right, something they want it's like, like awards for or something yeah it's like, yeah there's like two extremes now there's no mid-range mm-hmm. movies anymore so yeah. Uh, yeah I have to say this movie is not my kind of movie like when when I watch characters go through things like that and make those decisions and I'm just like I can't handle this I'm too stressed but I actually really I found myself thinking about this one more the next day and like revisiting it and, okay and I was like you know what I actually did really enjoy it I had a lot of fun yeah yeah good and it made me laugh like out loud yeah <laughs> yeah and yeah. I th- I think it's interesting watching yeah having you guys watch it 20 years later yeah. to get your perspective because for me the movie is still kind of it ages well too it does yeah it, it does more than any other like movies that we've like, I think seen. too because like if they had had cell phones I don't imagine the story being any different mm-hmm. like there was never a case where a cell phone would have bailed them out of yeah. something and I think that's a testament to the good script yeah, yeah. yeah. thank you John August yeah. Yeah. yeah not using devices like that to yeah yeah you using in ju- I can't even say that word. Ingenious. Ingenuity. Oh, ingenuity. Uh-huh. Or just like, you know, yeah, like not taking an easy way out of circumstances. Yeah. Yeah, no, they all definitely took the harder way out <laughs> in situations. Like even when they were getting in Simon's story, when they were being chased in the car, I was like, get, like when they got chopped in the alley, I was like, get out of the car. Yeah. Like get out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he tries doing like a 17 point turn like he's about to get out of that alley when he's sideways yeah. No. Yeah, and then Dave Diggs started to shoot them I was like no get out run with the gun <laughs> <laughs> but their friends the, the the shrimp the kids the friends that ate the shrimp were, were, I don't think they would have made it <laughs> That's true. No, no, no. yeah poor Brick and Meyer yeah. yeah well and then like that shrimp like fucked them up good <laughs> well you don't eat Vegas 
buffet like shrimp. shrimp. Yes, you I do. Mean, shrimp cocktail. Well, not the. They poured out the whole bowl. Well, they the went buffet. to some. They went to some low rent. Yeah. Hotel. If you're buffet. in a really nice casino, but they. Mm-mm, I don't do some off strip. Shrimp, mm-hmm. Yeah. Off strip shrimp. Off save, strip shrimp. Save that yeah. five times. Fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, Hiko, thank you so much yeah. for this recommendation. Thank you. I'm glad to celebrate the anniversary with you. Yeah. yeah. One of my favorite movies. For sure. And it was a good time. Yeah, it was. It was and yeah, I enjoyed it. It was a good one. Yeah, we're definitely gonna have you on again. Yes. Please. Yeah. For sure. Maybe doing Darn Darker or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Another one we That's could what, because we had just talked about, I think when we were watching Zodiac, mm-hmm. we talked about Darn Darker a little bit. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. All righty. Well, make sure you guys check us out on social media mm-hmm. at we watch things underscore pod and Twitter. We watch. Nope. Oh, watch. <laughs> watch underscore pod. Yes. Yes. I got it this time. <laughs> um, it only took 13 episodes. It did. And I'm probably going to mess it up again next okay. week. Um, also, if you guys can leave us some fun reviews on SoundCloud or iTunes mm-hmm. and go ahead and rate us, give us those likes and, and join. Check out Hiko's uh, article that we're going to link. For Thank sure. you. Yeah. And then the first echo again. Yeah. At the first echo. At the first Twitter echo. and Instagram. Instagram. Mm-hmm. And until then, see ya! Bye!